Hello, everyone, and welcome to Roll Up, episode number 21. We are back after a, a week of hiatus. Uh, it was an embarrassing faux pas on my part that led to no episode last week. Isn't that right, Mike? I, is, I'm, yeah, it was. Is it a week of hiatus or a week-long hiatus? I don't know. Either yeah, way, we're either back. Way, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> we are. We are back. Uh, it is It is. I, uh, your own personal Johnny Rocket. I don't know. It's it's a fun moniker. I, I'll embrace <laughs> it. Uh, Sam Fain here with you on Roll Up along with Todd Gershel and Mike Molesky. Uh, very happy to be bringing you a, a fun-filled episode, uh, a Q&A episode, our first episode devoted strictly to questions from uh, fellow promoters. So we're really looking forward to diving into those. We, of course, do have some stuff uh, to get to in our opening bell. But before we do that, since we have had a little time off here, let's start with a little check-in, see how everybody's doing. Todd, how are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, it's been a busy summer. Uh, I was traveling last week, uh, which is you know, why I wasn't uh, scheduled to be on the podcast there. But I guess you guys, you're like, well, if Todd's not there, we're just not going to do it. So we don't know no what point. to do if you're no not point. around. <laughs> That's right. It's real confusing around. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was a good. Good trip there, and then heading on another trip uh, down to Florida next week. Uh, so you know, down to Orlando. Uh, I will not be checking out the WWE Performance Center or the Capitol Wrestling Center. I'll just be going to Disney World. But uh, looking forward. Got to fly the Millennium Falcon. I will try. I will check out the <laughs> Millennium Falcon. That is for sure, though. Definitely. Fantastic! Uh, I look forward to pictures and stories. Uh, Mike, how are you? I'm doing well, Sam. I, I'm uh, uh, Todd's heading south. I'm heading north next week. Hopefully, the Canadian border opens as scheduled, and I manage to get across it. That's the way I'm uh, planning things. So, but uh, no, things are good. Um, uh, there is no Millennium Falcon, but there are largemouth bass, and that's what I'm most concerned with. That's nice. Good too. Nice. My grandfather every year uh, around Memorial Day would uh, go up to Canada for fishing. I did it all the way up into, I mean, his eighties at least, you know, um, went up there with the same, same group of guys. And, uh, I always would visit for summer about a week or two after he got back and, uh, there'd be fish in, in the freezer ready to go that he brought. So that, that would be one of the dinners at least, uh, well, at least once while I was there. Uh, so have a good time. And you know, if, even if the border doesn't open, I hope you make it across. You don't have to tell anybody. Keep it on the DL. Just, you know, <laughs> Here we'll, we go. say it worked. We'll get, we'll uh, get Mike Fortune to smuggle you in. You know, he might not be able to get down, but he can get people back up there. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear it. I'm, I'm glad to hear after all of the, um, you know, the vacationing and traveling that all of us have done recently between uh, Galacticons and Halls of Fame and, and, and uh, you know, heading south, heading north and, and, and going to Lake houses and all that jazz that here we are well met and ready to tackle some awesome subjects let's go ahead and get to our opening bell uh there's not a whole lot to discuss because we don't have a lot going on as far as teasers and release dates etc but i think that all of that news is about to change so todd why don't you give us the skinny from fed hq 
Yeah, so we're kind of like on a uh, little bit of a you know, dark period, you know, post uh, post Galacticon. You know, we kind of have two periods in the year where you know we take a little bit of a break and kind of prepare for the next cycle. There, you know, usually a little bit after around the holidays and whatnot, and uh, in the early part of the year, and then you know this part of uh, July as well. But we are playing to uh, get back into uh, the next round of teaser season uh, is set to kick off on the week of August 16th. So we'll start having uh, some good uh, stuff coming your way uh, going that week. Uh, we will plan to have as many uh, teasers as we can, both uh, for the um, Future Shock, for our next indie set, as well as our next Legends release, which I think is coming into a little bit more focus uh, in the last week, which is, which is good. Excellent. Well, I certainly look forward to uh, teaser season cranking back up again. Uh, it's always fun to to see the new art and to start you know speculating as to as to what might be coming next. Um, speaking of what's coming next, uh, let's let's get a quick little update here from Mike. What can we expect from uh, Future Shock? Any anything you want to throw at us here? Let's see. There you go. Put me on the spot again. <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, no, I mean, I think that there's, uh, and we've talked about it a little bit um, before, um, so I don't want to repeat myself, but we've got some, you know, obvious tensions going on and you know, that need to be resolved in certain teams. And uh, we've got, I think, the Scion Nexus uh, uh, Total Anarchy feud, you know, where one of them's, you know, got to go home. Yeah. So, you know, some some interesting stuff. I think uh, Epitomies seems to have generated a little buzz at Galacticon. We'll uh, get a little teaser out about him. Um, and, uh, you know, so I think that's, uh, that's enough for now. I don't want to go, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go too, too hard, too fast. Right. You know, keep, right. keep, oh, keep, yeah. it, keep it on a slow burn. Of course. I, I can't blame you one bit. Uh, you know, one of the questions that we did get asked uh, uh, that we'll, we'll go ahead and kind of just ask up front, which goes hand in hand with some of what Todd was saying, but do we have a release date yet um, or a window that, that you guys are shooting for? Yeah, um, September, right, Todd? Is that what we it's said? In, it's in September. Probably my guess is going to be the, the latter half of September, uh, just kind of based on some of our timeframes with different things. But we'll go latter half of September for release for both, you know, for all three of these releases, as well as Q3 of uh, Promoter Prime then. And then then for Q4, we're going to try to get that as close to December 1st as possible. Uh, Excellent. Goal there for that. So hopefully not, you know, too much later and then, you know, USPS uh, killing us. uh, I I, I, I don't yeah, the, the good the good news is that we don't have uh, you know a, a presidential election to clog up the works for us. There we so go. We that was very that true this year. Yeah. Uh, well, I obviously, as, as most of the listeners know, you guys always do your best. And Todd specifically, I know I know that you handle that uh, as, as best you possibly can, getting everything out in the mail and to everyone as quickly as possible. And, and barring any snafus with the USPS, I'm sure everyone will be very, very happy. Uh, so I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to uh, to seeing, you know, what's next from Future Shock. And then, of course, with the, um, the uh, Deathmatch set, uh, that's going to be 
uh, a lot of fun, some really cool stuff coming. And uh, of course, anything legends oriented, uh, I know people are, are chomping at the bit for. So uh, lots of cool stuff on the horizon. And we'll obviously be keeping you updated on whatever's coming next with each episode. And certainly once teasers start, you know, like we've done in the past, we'll go a little bit, you know, give you a little bit of a deeper dive on each teaser um, and, and, and certainly talk a, a bit about the awesome artwork that I'm sure we're going to be seeing soon as well. Um, you know, one thing that we were going to do on the last episode that we didn't get the chance to and you know certainly this is something that i feel bad about uh and and want to ask mike about his experience at the uh trago synthes hall of fame um so mike the floor is yours man tell us a little bit about your hall of fame experience it was it was a fantastic uh, you know extended weekend uh, i got into town uh wednesday night uh, got to hang out with uh, Chad and Tim. Um, yeah, we talked, uh, I think the, they, they talked about the weekend a, a bit on their podcast. I don't want to get too yeah. repetitive in terms of, I think a lot of people have, have kind of either on the board saw it or um, listened to the uh, Uncharted Territories podcast, uh, cheap plug there. Um, and, uh, but I think it was just, it was a really neat weekend. I think, you know, if you're used to you know, fan fests um, or other events, it's a lot, a lot more laid back, I think. So you get actual time to sort of talk to the the different wrestlers who are there in attendance. You get to know people a little bit, which is, I think, uh, you know, kind of cool. Um, you don't, I mean, they do have the, uh, the big night with the, the matches that they do have um, the wrestlers have tables and that's a little busier. That's not, that's more like what you would traditionally think of. Um, is a fan fest, but the, but the rest of the weekend, it's, it's much more laid back. I mean, um, you know, you got to see, um, you know, Rocky Kernodal just hanging out at the bar with, uh, Rick McCord. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Mark Henry was there with, um, uh, Thunderbolt Patterson, you know, so it was just lots of neat, like you just kind of in the hotel lobby, you'd see somebody and, you know, rock riddle holding court or whatever. So it was, <laughs> Um, it was, it was and, and that man is always on for the record. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've heard, <laughs> I, I don't know that he's got an off button. He may have a slow down slightly button, but that's about it. Um, but no, it was just a great weekend. Great interaction. Great to see Phil Singer games, uh, you know, had probably about two tables worth of people there, I'd guess. Um, nice. you know, it was a real nice representation. Um, you know, uh, we had a couple families show up too, so including my own, um, that, uh, that was fun. Um, but, uh, and, and I gotta say impact pro wrestling put on a great, great show, uh, for the fans. I thought it was really worthy of the hall of fame weekend. Um, just some, a couple of great matches. Everybody was good, but a couple of great matches. Um, uh, and I think, uh, some good storytelling. So I thought that was a, a real neat weekend. And, uh, you know, it was kind of cool meeting Sergeant Slaughter. I'll just say that. Right. I mean, yeah. but they're all cool. I mean, I mean, for crying out loud, uh, Jerry Briscoe is oh. one of the nicest guys you will meet. I yeah. mean, it's just um, amazing. And you find out all nifty little things about different guys. Like Mark Henry is really funny. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> uh, but scary, too. Uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, we'll so laugh I, at his jokes. People like to lean into the wrestlers and put their arm around them and stuff. And this one guy goes to take a picture with him, puts his arm around Mark Henry and Mark Henry just goes, I don't like to hug. 
or, I, or I'm not a hugger or something. And it was like, <laughs> it's like okay. And the guy's like pulling his arm back, like, you know, like almost sprains his shoulder, pulling his arm back. Um, you know, was he joking? Was he serious? Not right, sure. Right. It was probably both. Um, so, but no, it was a great weekend. I think, uh, you know, the hall uh, put on a great weekend and, and Chad and Troy booked a great show. I think it was just impact pro was great. So it was uh, a lot of fun. It was cool seeing Chad Olson as a ring announcer. That was kind of neat. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's one of the things I was telling Chad, uh, you know, as I was texting back and forth with him ever so briefly, cause I knew how busy he was, but, uh, since I wasn't going to make it, you know, I, I wanted to kind of just check in with him or whatever. And, uh, I told him that one of the things that I think I was most bummed about, you know, besides getting to meet everyone in person, uh, was getting to see a live wrestling show again, cause I haven't been to a live show in over a year. So I was really looking forward to that, but, uh, think I'm going to have the opportunity to, to change that here very soon. Um, so I, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm still, yeah, kind of bummed out that I wasn't able to make it uh, after all this year, but, uh, certainly, uh, looking forward to, to next year, which, uh, I don't think that there'll be any question as to, as to my attendance, you know, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> yeah, um and, I, and I plan to be there too. I think, uh, the family's even talking about doing, uh, family road trip as part of it as well uh this year or next year so yeah so yeah. looking forward to that uh, it'll be awesome to have everyone everyone together and uh and, and in person um you know i with all the the happy news a little bit of sad news um that we did receive right before we started recording is that uh, jody hamilton the assassin passed away and um i think a lot of promoters um are, are aware of, of who jody was and some people are, are big fans i know that there have been certainly um you know hopes uh expressed on the boards and in other conversations that people have had um about getting him into the game and that's certainly you know something that that we would love to happen um but uh he had an incredible career very very lengthy career was you know uh, around for you know 30 years uh um i believe nearly active in ring career and then of course you 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 attack on the nearly 20 years plus after uh, the fact where he was you know around uh in various you know positions uh training or or, or in the offices and um on booking committees etc uh right up until it was recently as 2007 uh, when he was running the promotion Deep South Wrestling, which had ties to WWE at one point. Things didn't end well there. You guys can go research that yourself. But Jody Hamilton did seem to come out uh, the victor uh, in the end. So good for him. But uh, an incredible career, a member of uh, multiple wrestling Hall of Fames. Um, and uh, just uh, yeah, an incredible competitor, a unique competitor, and of course the masked assassin's gimmick is is one that uh, he and Tom Ernesto, you know, started back in in the '60s and and just took everywhere. They had a huge run Georgia Championship Wrestling, um, you know, and and he's he uh, he's got a book as well out there, so somebody that you can learn a lot uh, about through that as well. But um, so our certainly our, our thoughts and sympathies to his to his family and. Um, you know, it's never a bad time to, to learn a little bit more. So if you uh, are listening to this and you're not familiar with who Jody Hamilton was, which I'd be surprised if people listening to this don't, don't know, or at least aren't aware of him, uh, certainly, you know, do a little reading, check him out. Cause, uh, it's a, it's a very interesting career, lengthy career. And the impact that he had, um, on the business is actually pretty underrated, uh, all things considered, because there were a lot of people that he had a hand in training, um, a lot of booking committees that he was a part of or booking decisions that he was a part of that, uh, I think really helped to kind of mold and shape, uh, portions of professional wrestling history. So somebody who's, who's certainly worth paying, 
paying tribute to. Uh, and obviously, if we ever get the opportunity to do it with a game card, I'm sure that we'll jump right on it. Right, Mike? Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with all of that, let's get to the meat of the episode. It's time for our Q&A. Now, before we get started, we got a lot of questions, a lot of really great questions, and we're really grateful for all of those. But I do want to just say up front, we're not going to cover all of them in this particular episode. Um, we will certainly get to uh, these questions, all of them eventually, uh, whether that's through kind of our promoter mailbag feature, which, we, which we've not done on every episode, but this gives us some great uh, ammunition for that going forward, uh, or if we just do a Q&A episode part two and get, uh, get some of these other questions in there. Uh, but we certainly thank everyone um, for all your questions. We get a lot of great ones, and we're looking forward to uh, debating our answers and seeing who's right and who's wrong. We're not really going to do that. Um, So so let's go ahead and kick things off with uh, with an easier question. By by the way, just just for the record, Todd's right. If you want your sets. (laughs) (laughs) Todd is always right. (laughs) I got lost in the mail. Uh, so let's kick things off with a question from Matt, uh, which I think is just a great, you know, wonderful way to start things off uh, for this, our first Q&A. And he asks, who our favorite GWF wrestler is and why is it Insor? Uh, it's not in my case, uh, not that I don't have love for Insor, uh, but mine, this is an easy one. I think I've stated this, you know, plenty of times before mine is thunder. I, I just have always loved thunder. I loved his arc. I loved everything about his career. He was one of my, um, you know, longest reigning, uh, champions, uh, at one point and, and just, uh, had, had a stellar, stellar career for me. And, uh, you know, I've always enjoyed the gladiators and I think that, you know, he's, he's my favorite gladiator. Uh, and, uh, in spite of all the other great characters that I've, that I've loved, even some, you know, I've loved longer, like Wolf, for instance. Um, yeah, Thunder's the guy that, that, you know, takes the crown for me as, as, as my favorite GWF wrestler. Todd, what about you? So uh, my answer for me, I think I must have mentioned it once before as well, but mine is definitely chaos. Um, you know, one, I think, if not mistaken, my first champion, if not uh, very early on there, and I didn't start in 2087, I started in 2093. Uh, so that, that was part of it there. Uh, but, you know, part of me, I always kind of liked the guys who kind of were – you know, not quite the good guys, not quite the bad guys. And they kind of fought everybody. I always kind of liked those kind of in-between type characters and anything that I've liked in the past before. So uh, I was kind of drawn to him immediately. And then just being such a dominant champion and just kind of a cool character overall, great mechanics, stuff like that. Uh, and then of course I did win my first ever tournament at Galacticon with chaos, which definitely put it over the top. Nice. Nice. Certainly not a bad choice. Mike, what about you? Well, I'd I'd be inclined to take Thunder and, you know, I won the Galactic Cup with Thunder. Um, So he he is definitely (laughs) one of my all-time favorites. But but in the interest of coming up with a, you know, maybe a a different character, I'd say, um, you know, Pit Viper was one who really caught Mm. my attention in the first set. So if we're going to go with somebody who's not a main eventer, like trying to just kind of find somebody who, when I bought the set, uh, Invasion 2 had come out. Um, so I, you know, it was the first three sets there and, you know, I played each game year. Um, so I played an abbreviated 87, 88, and then I jumped into 89, but I always thought that that was kind of like this, 
cool, like tortured character, and then he turns, you know, in in you know in, in Invasion Two um, on the Titans um, and teams up with his enemy with his feuding enemy Splatter, and it's like it was just a neat like mid card story that I got yeah. a lot of mileage out of. Um, I actually think Pit Viper uh, was my uh, uh, first tag team champion with um, Lord Nexus. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with that, him just to give sort of a non-main event answer to that question. Nice. Yeah, I got a lot of love for Pit Viper as well. He was uh, he actually had a, a decent run with my uh, interplanetary championship at one point. I can't honestly I, I can't recall if it was when he was a face or a heel. But, um, you know, and then, of course, when he drops the mask and comes back as, as Dragon Master and everything. Yeah, just just such a great, great character. So uh, I can't I can't argue with that. Um so moving on to our next question here, uh, this was from Demon Bunny, and uh, it, it's interesting because we've talked a little bit about uh, the answer to this before, but I, I loved the fact that uh, they specifically asked which six names would be your dream gets for the game. Uh, I like that because, you know, usually it's like a top three or something like that, and, and with six, you really get some room to play. So I, I, I was like, oh, let's, 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 let's go for this. Um, so I, I think... Uh, Let's just lay, let's go around the table here as opposed to doing all six at once. Um, so I, I've mentioned this before. It's the easy one for me. Bret Hart is probably my number one. So I'm going to go Bret Hart. Mike, what about you? JYD. Nice. Todd? Uh, you know, despite some other things in the news uh, recently, I still would like to see the Nature Boy Ric Flair uh, mm. represented. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We're going to go that level. Okay. Good. Good. Well, to know. That's it. That's in play. And I just wanted to, I know we're trying to be level. like, are we looking more... realistic? Or are we looking, you know, idealistic? Let's go. Let's go idealistic. I think that's fine. Uh, all right. Yeah. Why not? yeah. Then we can throw it's, out the next name. We can throw the next name gets. out right away. Hulk, Hulk gets, Hogan. So. Right. I mean, right. Hogan's, right. Hogan's there. Uh, I, I, you know, the, the, this is a cheating just a little bit, but since again, we're going dreams, I would love to see the Rhodes family, you know, give me dusty, give me Dustin, give me Cody. You know, I, I think that, uh, all three of them have, have had huge impact on the business. Oh, yeah. And I think Dustin almost gets underrated or undervalued when it comes to his impact. You know, it's easy to talk about Cody and everything he's done over the past few years. It's easy to talk about Dusty, obviously, and the impact that he had on the business, which clearly, you know, outstrips his sons at this point. But when you think about what Dustin did, you know, first as, as, as the natural, quite frankly, and then transitioning into, you know, the gold dust character and the impact that the gold dust character had, and really in a lot of ways helped to kick off that attitude era just as much as anything else that was out there and his commitment to it um and 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 the longevity that he was able to have uh and 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 even now you know even now when you really look at the character that he has in a lot of ways it's kind of still an extension almost of that creation of of, of gold dust you know with the face paint and the bodysuit and everything like that and, and just the way he's been able to kind of reinvent himself while also kind of maintaining a strain of that is is incredible but so so i would i would love to have you know, all three of them, obviously, in, in, in the game. Um, Mike, back to, oh, you just gave Hogan, Todd. Uh, I will, yeah, I'm going to take a team myself. And, you know, it, I, you know, I'm sure we can have a different iteration of some of these guys, but I would want them in the gimmick, Axe and Smash Demolition. Oh, yeah. Yep. For yep. me, they definitely. They were on my, my list, too, for sure. Absolutely. That's, that's a good good call. 
Yeah. Um, I would love it if we could uh, have uh, Michael Hayes and Buddy Roberts and get the Freebirds in. Uh, and of course, if you're going to do the Freebirds, you got to have the Von Erics. So I've exhausted sure. my six, clearly. But I think I'm only at two. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I think Mike's the only one who's playing by the rules. <laughs> you know, but, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it, that's okay. You know, we're, we're, it, it was supposed to be a dream six, right? So mm. nobody said how you get there. So that's right. That's, um, I'll tell you, it's tough because there's, there's, you know, without uh duplicate, I think, you know, you'd, you'd have to throw Bruno San Martino in there, mm-hmm. um, as, as a, uh, kind of dream, uh, guy, I would say, uh, Sting, uh, Ricky Steamboat and, uh, Chris Jericho to round it out. Oh, I himself. definitely know you have Jericho. In nice. Do that. Very, very nice. Uh, one other one I'll throw in there that I think would be really interesting and you could do a couple different cards for would be Jesse, the body Ventura, uh, that you could do a, you know, a card to team up with Adrian Adonis. You could do an interviewer card, you know, something like that. Um, yeah. I think there'd be a lot of fun things you could do with Jesse. I agree. I completely agree. Um, I'll throw this out there real quick uh, just to kind of wrap things up, but uh, I would be remiss if I didn't, if I didn't throw these in there, if I, if I'm getting real serious and sticking to the list that I had created uh, earlier and not just, you know, spouting off names. The other names that I had besides Bret Hart were uh, Mitsuhara Misawa. Uh, I I think that uh, to this day, I I firmly still believe that there has never been a greater storyteller in ring than, than Misawa. I think, I think Bret comes close um, you know, I think Okada uh, uh, and Tanahashi come close. Uh, but the thing is, is that, you know, he, he just, he was so dominant um, for, for the years in, in which he held that spotlight and to have him in the game would be such a huge accomplishment. Obviously to compliment him, I'd love to see Kobashi and Kawada um, as well. Uh, so to, to get those three, um, you know, there's, there's many other names, whether you're talking about Tawe or, uh, um, you know, Jumbo Saruta, uh, you know, any of that all Japan, roster from from the 90s um it w- would just be amazing to have but you know you, you get those three and 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 i consider me consider me a happy man um the other guy that was on my list was cm punk uh and then the other guy on my list was samoa joe um i i just think that uh the impact that each of those guys ha- have had kind of individually on the business um you know cm punk obviously everything that he did both in ring of honor and and uh um, <clears throat> WWE specifically, but then of course, Samoa Joe, I, I think that he really helped to put ring of honor on the map, um, in a way that, that few other wrestlers did, um, with his, you know, his huge title rang. So, um, yeah. Well, well, you know, they've, everybody's been talking about CM Punk signing. I mean, maybe <laughs> it's not AEW. It's not AEW, maybe. No. Um, but, uh, you know, well, if you, you know, I happen on, to live in the same city that he does. <laughs> it's your job. I mean, we sent, that's your one job. Uh, for I know, right? Example. My only task. Um, but, but, you know, while you're at it, just to piggyback in terms of your cheating uh, add-ons, um, <laughs> uh, I'd say if you're going to throw Bret Hart, I mean, Jim the Anvil Nyhart. You know, totally. I'd, you know, I'd love to have him in there too, just because that, that, you know, tag team was, was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. 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 You know, and I mean, and the list goes on. I mean, you could throw oh, Owen sure. in there yeah, as well. Just, and, you know, right, did, Owen, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, was big. 
it's funny because in a way, getting a question like this, it becomes this weird thing of okay, there's so many names out there, obviously, and 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 there might be names that are that end up being untouchable for whatever reasons. But but at the same time, I do have to remind myself that there are certain names that it's like we already got them. You yeah. know, it's like it's like well, because I almost said Davy Boy Smith for a second. I was like, no, he's in the game. So it's like it, 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 it's amazing. Right? You know, like, you know? Well, we got well, him. Vader. Right. If you, right. If you'd asked me this like six months ago, I'd be like, Oh, Gorilla Monsoon's definitely in my top six. You know, totally. he's here. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I angle. mean, there's, there's I mean, so right. right? I mean, who, by the way, retweeted out his artwork to like 2 million people or whatever it is. I yeah. mean, you know, you, you go and, and these guys notice by the way, like, so, you know, when, when one guy you know, is putting it out there that he's in the game, it, people do notice it. Yeah. So it, it's uh that's kind of cool. I mean, I think that, you know, if, if you, if we look back, um, you know, five, six years ago, just our, at your wish list, your, your top 20, we've gotten a lot of them. I mean, yeah. For, like, I mean, okay. We haven't gotten Hogan and Flair and Bret Hart. I know those are three <laughs> that people have been screaming about for years, but you know, you know, as we said, I mean, I, I think that some of the names we've gotten over the years, um, you know, Tully Blanchard, right? I mean, to, to, you know, Barry Windham. Barry Windham, yeah. You know, Abdul the Butcher. Dynamite Douglas, Kid. Dynamite Kid. I mean, there, there's, we've gotten some great names and and I we're going to have, and, you know, this last set uh, for, for the uh, Tregostez Hall was, was fantastic. I think, um, you know, we're working on some, some new fantastic names. So we'll see what, you know, I mean, it, it's, you never know what happens, you know. Did some, you say um, fantastic names? Yeah, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> I know it's not. I know <laughs> we it's already not. did the fantastics. I thought. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, but no, I mean, without, without having to censor myself on this podcast, um, I, I think that uh, you know we're, we're talking to some people who are really cool, and you know we'll see what happens. But I, I think that I would continue to expect that. Um, you know, we're going to get, we're going to try and honor the whole history of the business, but we're going to try and pull some big names out when we can. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's always, there's always new names incoming and, and, and it's always uh, just to, there's, there's a great sense of delight and even awe in, in a lot of cases over some of the names in the most recent set proves that. I mean, you, you've got Angle and Backland and I mean, just, yeah, it, it, there's, there's always going to be names out there, obviously, like I was saying, but the fact is, is you look at all the names that we already have and it's, and it does sometimes make putting those lists together just a little bit more difficult a little bit more thought put into them because it's like oh well we already got this name this name this name so uh it's a fun question i could you know talk about it forever but uh let's let's move on we got a great question here from vegas um zeke asks what three wrestling events have you not attended that you would most want to um Great question. Great question. Uh, I, I've got my three right away. Uh, I've never been to a WrestleMania. I mean, at the end of the day, say what you will. I, I, to be at a WrestleMania would be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom, the January 4th Tokyo Dome show. Uh, just would, would love to, to do that. Um, was, was trying to plan a trip, actually. 
not too long ago um, for it would have been for this, this past uh, wrestle kingdom actually, but uh, it uh, didn't happen for a lot of reasons. Uh, and then uh, last, but certainly not least, I would love to, and this is, you know, accounts for all three days. I would love to go to Bola battle of Los Angeles. I, I think that, you know, that those shows always tend to um, be pretty special. So uh, those would be my three that I've not been to that I would, that I would like to go to Mike. What about you? Well, I, I've, I've never been to WrestleMania. I have been to a Royal Rumble at Madison Square Garden where John Cena showed up, surprisingly. Nice. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, but but in terms of things I haven't seen, I would say, um, I guess if it's if it's an event I can't go to, like something that happened in the past that mm. I can never go to again, I think Hogan versus the Iron Sheik for the WWF title would have been a great event just to say you were at to have seen. I'm not sure that the card itself was that like notable and whatnot, <laughs> but, to, but to say you saw the beginning would be, right. uh, would be cool. Um, for more of a stacked card, I would say uh, WrestleMania three um, at the Pontiac Silverdome, that would have been, um, so, I mean, and obviously Hogan, Andre, but, but you had Savage Steamboat, you had uh, Adonis versus uh, Piper. You had a lot of different, stuff going brutus beefcake becomes the barber effectively at that one so lots of cool things happening and i guess since you know we just uh did a card for him i'm gonna say uh, a live event where piper did a, a piper's pit where he brought me into the uh into the pit. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> yeah that would be incredible Right, because he have, every once in a while would bring somebody into the ring, like it'd be some fan, quote unquote, right, probably right. not like a random fan, but it, they made it like a random fan, like he and Ace Orton would have like some somebody brought in, like oh, this is an average fan, we're going to bring into the ring, and it was just he was always funny. So to me, it was, it was sometimes obnoxious, but always uh, entertaining. Oh yeah, I never duplicated, never duplicated. That's for sure. Todd, what about you? Well, uh, let's see. I mean, t- two of your answers, Sam, were kind of on my list as well. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, a Wrestle Kingdom, I think uh, for, for sure, and a, and a and a bowl uh, uh, would be awesome. Uh, I'd love to go out there with Zeke. So I'll, I'll pick something, some other things different than that. But those were two that were originally on my list. But I'll go with something else. So uh, one I will say is I would love to see an AEW pay-per-view in Chicago. <laughs> so, you know, just, I've never been, you've seen a wrestling event in Chicago. I'd love to go to a big AEW show there. I've been to any, any AEW show, but I do have tickets for Grand Slam in New York. And, nice. uh, you know, next month. Yeah. Uh, which I'm looking forward to that. Um, another one I will say is, so I, I have been to WrestleManias. I think I've been to three of them. Nice. Um, and I've been to a WrestleMania, a SummerSlam, and a um, Royal Rumble all in Madison Square Garden. So I'd love to go to a Survivor Series in Madison Square Garden. I know a couple have happened in the past. Yeah, it's where The Rock um, made his debut. That's Rock made his debut. I wasn't watching at that point. They did another one, I think, where The Rock came back and tagged with Cena against uh was it Miz and R-Truth I think you know that that was one Survivor Series like later on I was like eh it wasn't that interested at that point but uh I would like to see a Survivor Series at one point I have seen a Money in the Bank too so like that's like the one big WWE event I haven't been to uh and let's see beyond that so yes I say something big AEW show in Chicago uh Survivor Series in New York and um 
you know, I'll say something, you know, if, if it's not Wrestle Kingdom, I'd like to go see something in Corcoran Hall. Uh, mm. you know, and, and, and see, you know, just see, see, a, you know, a, a big, be part of the Japanese crowd and, you know, some kind of a cool show over in Japan, I think is definitely on, on my list. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, even if I wasn't able to make it to Wrestle Kingdom, like just a, yeah, just to take in a show uh, at any one of the big uh, arenas would be awesome or not arenas, but halls, but um well, and, and to be at any event, quite frankly, that has that like wow factor to it. So, right. you know, if 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 let's just say, you know, Daniel Bryan <laughs> or CM Punk signs with AEW to be there when they walk out. Right. And, and you hear the music hits the first time and you and they walk out just to be there for the reaction or something similar with w, I mean, WWE's done it a ton of times, whether it's at the Royal Rumble or some other point where you just have no idea that person's coming back. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, they walk out, Um, you know, when when the NWO walked out, you know, after what what was that? That was back in 04 or whatever it was when when they when uh, they came on back to WWF. Uh, I thought that was like that kind of moment where nobody really expects it. Maybe there's rumors, but you can say you were there for it when it happened. Anything would be cool. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's one of the things I think certainly about uh, trying to get, um, you know, to uh, uh, one of the AEW shows coming up here very shortly in they Chicago. Had another one in there last would be, minute. That yeah, sold out immediately. But. Would be a, would be a good idea on my part. Uh, I don't have I don't yet have tickets, and as of right now, I know the tickets to get in the door on on all three of the shows. Uh, are right now trending at the highest get in price in the history of wrestling events. Yeah. I think, I think that there's only one other, there's a WWE show. I think that came close. Um, but right now the get in the door price for all of these shows is over $150 a ticket. That's just to get in the door, like nosebleeds, like, you know what I mean? So it's going to be, for just hoping to hear a couple bars of in living color. Exactly. That's right. Which they're going to, I mean, let's face it. Like, I, I think it's, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion at this point. Like they, you know, uh, when they, um, when, when, when they let slip that they had, you know, talked to Tony Khan, I think it was enough to say like, well, there's only one reason he'd be talking to that music group. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I think he's, he's, he's going to be there. It's going to be awesome. And he's not going to be alone because we know that Brian Danielson's going to be, uh, uh, on one of these shows as well, most likely. So, uh, the fact that he's going to bring, you know, both of those guys that at the same time, um, you know, are close to the same time is going to be pretty, pretty incredible. And now, Hey, you know, Bray is also, uh, uh in the mix as well so things could get really crazy you mean window uh, rotunda yeah exactly <laughs> yes 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 um you know I, it's funny i really like mike i really liked your bent of kind of looking at shows in the past too um you know that you wish that you could have attended and i think that you named some really great ones i i, I gotta throw out you know dream slam number one which is a, a, a joshi show from japan that was just such a stacked card with some of the most incredible wrestling in in history and it's it's one of those cards that you know gets brought up when people talk about like what's the greatest wrestling card of all time and um i think to have been there in the building for that would have been really 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 cool um 
But anyway, uh, uh, moving right along, uh, we do have some more questions, so we certainly want to get to them. Uh, Corey asked a great question um, that uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear uh, what Mike and Todd have to say because uh, we don't actually get to talk about this very much, oddly enough. Uh, what Phil Singer game lines, Legends, Indies, Centric, Chronos, GWF, etc., do you currently play on a somewhat regular basis? What is your schedule for playing, especially if you have multiple feds? Todd? You first. Well, you know, I'll, I'll just let go of the dirty secret that um, <laughs> I don't get much of a chance to play anything these days at all anymore. Uh, really, I mean, I had been playing GWF. That was pretty much the only thing I'd been playing up until a couple of years ago. I haven't been playing much of that. The only one that I'm really kind of keeping up with now has been uh, Sentra, the Future Shock one. I really you know, have enjoyed that. I've been playing that. Uh, but you know, even there, I haven't played, I don't think in a couple months now, uh, myself. So yeah, I haven't really had much of a chance to play at all. So, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I know I had, uh, one, um, promoter reach out to me kind of asking, he's like, Oh, you know, I see, you know, some of the other guys posting their stuff. I'd love to see your stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I, I think you're, you're, you're not alone. Uh, Mike, what about you? Well, I, I will admit that I do play Future Shock, um, and and I am up to date on that. Um, I just <laughs> not up to date on posting my Fed. I, uh, that, that's somehow not worked out uh, in terms of posting it on the boards. But I, I am I play that. Um, I tend to play that in spurts. I like to play in spurts with it because um, then I my the feuds feel more hot. You know, when, when you're playing uh, together, especially since I have to write about it later, it's good to have <laughs> kind of had, a, um, had a, a flow and a feel to it. Um, and But I'd say I'll, I'll put that down uh, typically when we're getting close to release time for anything. So, I'll, I'll like, when we get close to the GWF releases, I'm not really playing a lot because I'm focused on getting all that stuff together. Um, so I sort of play for a couple weeks in between, then I'll stop. Um, Legends is the same. Um, I'm probably, I started playing uh, my current Legends Fed when we went to color. I'd had like a few different black and white feds. Um, one in particular I did with Todd that I wound up kind of doing more of at the end than he did. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh but but that was that was a lot of fun. Um, but then when we went to color, I decided to challenge myself to sort of go back to like when the original twenty four came out. You you only had twenty four guys you could use, so I tried to do it with the sixteen starter sets and the starter guys in the starter set, and then the CAC guys and the cup. We had a couple special editions, so I challenged myself. And now my problem is is there's so many guys I want to use um, that I can't because I kind of have to keep some coherent <laughs> booking strategy going ahead. Um, but then we get like, you know, Kurt Angle and I'm like, Ooh, right. So I play that regularly. Uh, I am behind on my GWF right now. Um, and I'm, uh, behind on Kronos and FTR. So that's, uh, I've, I've got uh, FTR. I, I usually play with my GWF. Like I kind of have it as like a, um, like a B show uh, kind of thing where it's, it's, it's sort of in time. Although with everything Rob's done with it, I may have to actually um, 
pull it out um, just to have its own sort of timeline, if you yeah. will. Um, but uh, so, yeah, that's kind of so I, I the answer is I play everything, but uh, I'm more current on some things than others. But yeah. I, like Todd said, a lot of I nowhere near as much as I used to play or would like to play. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I, I think you and I are in, in similar boats. I, I've I've played a lot over the past year, year and a half. Um, that said, I've played more legends, I think, than anything. Um, and much to my shame, I think I've only played one GWF card, and that was a classics card. Um, because I have my classics fed that I'm up to about 2081 in, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking to bridge the gap and get to 2087. Uh, and, uh, I would love to play that more. We, you know, there, I, I often play in spurts as well. And there've been times where, you know, I'll, I'll play, uh, cause I usually do about, uh, it depends on the year that I was in. I think right now where I'm at, I'll, I'll do about 14 to 16 cards will, will constitute a year in my classics fed. And, uh, you know, there'll be times when I'll, you know, get through half a year in like two or three weeks. Um, and then I won't play, you know, my classics fed, I won't get back to it again for another few months sometimes. Um, but with my legends fed, I've been a lot more consistent. I, what I ended up doing though, uh, this past, uh, I think November. So it's been oh, not quite a year. Uh, I, I kind of branched off and, and started working on a new legends fed and uh it's only recently and i haven't posted been posting in my results lately i started to basically roll it into my other fed because it was a regional promotion and i had another regional promotion in chicago and now i'm kind of combining them so that i can you know use my original feds history basically um you know, I haven't done anything with Centra, uh, unfortunately, in, in, in probably a year, maybe more. I know, I know. Shame, shame, shame. Chronos, uh, um, uh, I was doing a lot with around like the holidays and the new year in through, I think, April. So I was I was putting together some stuff for that, but it kind of fell off and I haven't I haven't touched it in a while. Um and then I think honestly, it, it, what it boils right down to is the the two things that I probably play consistently, if I can even use that word, are legends and indies. Um, you know, my legends fed. I've definitely rolled out more cards for my legends fed over the past few years than I have anything else. And uh, my indies fed. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's it's in a good place, but I haven't I haven't played a card you know for probably for about a month. Um, so I, you know I'd like to get that back uh, up and going. The nice thing is is I feel as though when it comes to my indies and my legend stuff, is I feel like I have a better feel um, for like the the amount of talent I want to use, you know the types of things that I want to do, uh, and that dear promoter is something that we will certainly get to on another episode. Cause we had some good questions about kind of, you know, how do you run your fed? How do you do it consistently, et cetera, which clearly none of us really do, but uh, <laughs> we certainly have some great ideas you, because you definitely do more than me. I'll give you that. <laughs> but, uh, but, but no, that said, I think that um, we would love to have an episode dedicated to answering a question that we received. So um, we'll, we'll talk more about this sort of stuff at a later date. Um, but, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Unfortunately, I, I I feel like I'm not necessarily super regular. And, and when I am doing multiple feds, it's definitely a case where I'll, you know, kind of like what you're saying, Mike, I'll do a, you know, a week or two where I'll focus on this one, a week or two on this one. It's certainly not a rotating schedule where it's like, you know, I play GWF on Monday. I play legends on Tuesday. I play Indies on Wednesday, you know, which is 
how it used to be like when I was in like high school, you know, junior high and high school, when I first started playing, I mean, I would, I, I'd play a card every night, you know? Um, but then you, then you get other things going on in your life. So what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> let's get to a non, uh, a non GWF, non Phil Singer games, uh, related question. We did get a few of those and we certainly wanted to, uh, to dive into them for fun. Lee asks, what other games do you play besides Phil Singer? Todd? Well, I think it was brought up on uh, during uh, the Galacticon Q&A, but I am a big Pokemon Go player. Um, I never played any Pokemon. I never had any clue about anything Pokemon-related until the mobile game came out, and I've been playing it ever since the first week. Uh, you know, first started with my son, and... He kind of lost interest, and I became probably more obsessed with it. So uh, <laughs> that's probably my one there. I'm, I um, always, you know, I have a pretty, pretty complete Pokédex, and uh, always like going out and do the different challenges and stuff like that. So I say that's probably the number one that I play more than anything. Nice, nice, Mike. Uh, if, if we're talking, uh... I guess uh, video games I'll play. I've played like clash of clans uh, some over the years I've played, uh, you know, a lot of sports games like Madden um, 2k, things like that. Um, uh, game I picked up recently that I haven't played a lot of, but I kind of like is the uh, legends of boxing game by uh, stone mountain press. That's a, mm. it's uh, a nice, uh, uh, interesting game. Um, uh, the, the little bit of it I've played so far, I I've, I've enjoyed, um, and then, uh, you know, I mean, I grew up playing Stratomatic Baseball, so I haven't played much of that in recent years, but I uh, uh, love that game. That's a fantastic game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, I've always loved games and, and whether it was, you know, board games or card games, um, you know, video games, there, there's been a lot of them through through the years. Um I think, you know, over vacation, for instance, there were a lot of card games, a lot of like Euchre, um, you know, uh, there's uh, um, Settlers of Catan, this game that uh, my, you know, my sister-in-law loves. And, and so we usually play uh, that whenever we all get together. Um, uh, Pandemic, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oddly enough, is, is a game that we used to love to play. In fact, uh, at one particular point in time, um, my... Uh, Jessica's middle sister, my sister-in-law lived in Spain. And then our, uh, her youngest sister, my youngest sister-in-law lived in Chile. And so we were in Chicago and we had a standing date basically every Sunday where we would video conference in, in all these different time zones and we would play pandemic, um, you know, as, as a family. And, uh, it was, it was great, you know, and, and now everybody's, you know, back and, and living in Illinois and, you know, pretty much within driving distance. So we can, you know, we should be able to play anytime we want to but we, we don't as much anymore which is too bad um when it came to, comes to game that i'm really really playing right now uh, i've been playing a lot of mlb the show 21 on uh playstation 5 um just uh, it's such a great great game for so many reasons i think unlike a lot of other games which i love fifa but like fifa is one of those games where unless you're grinding all the time or, or willing to put a ton of extra money into it you know you, you can't fully enjoy the online components in in my estimation um the great thing about mlb the show is it's like you could just 
just you can be a casual player and you'll still get rewarded. You'll still get the good cards. You're still going to get the Mickey Mantles and the you know the Ernie Banks and the George Bretts and the you know what I mean. You're still going to get some really cool cards to play with, which I just I love. Uh, Lou Gehrig is on my team right now, and he's you know it's just awesome to be able to play with Lou Gehrig. Um, but I've always also been a big fan of like role playing games, um, whether it was you know pen and paper back in the day playing D and D when I was in junior high school. Um, you know, kind of exploring a lot of other uh, role playing games branching off into like palladium games had an excellent line of games and uh, the robotech game system in particular um uh, a friend of mine and i love to play that um and uh you know i've dabbled in a little bit of everything whether it's like you know vampire the masquerade or um you know the star wars stuff the star trek stuff you know any of the kind of the um you know properties that are that are out there uh but yeah when it comes to video games you know baseball and and fifa uh and if it's got star wars on it i'm I'm probably there to to play it and then any of the big like role-playing games like mass effect dragon age um uh uh you know elder scrolls etc you know those types of games i'm always into so um i've definitely spent some hours on those games although i don't get to play as much anymore obviously life life has changed a bit but one more uh one more i'll add in for myself though is you know my my daughter and i like do like to play uh ticket to ride as far as board games we picked that up in the last year and really Mm. playing that one i don't know if anybody's ever tried that one it's kind of like you're building your trains across the country and whatever and we've got like an expansion set that like has all these other different things you can do with it and we really enjoy doing that the rest of our family doesn't like playing with us because we usually destroy them you know it's usually <laughs> a battle between my daughter and i and the other family members are kind of you know casualties but uh <laughs> yeah it's me and monopoly i tend to do well at that game my family you know it doesn't it doesn't work well yeah uh, but uh and then and, and another one for for uh, anybody who's a uh, military history uh, kind of person, uh, Axis and Allies, fun little, uh, you know, not not a hard game to play. Um, but uh, so it's not as detailed as some of the uh, military strategy games out there, but it's uh, I think it's 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 very playable and lots of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Strategy games were something I was huge into like in high school, like a lot of the, um, especially like the computer ones, like the real time strategies, like Starcraft and Warcraft and, you know, command and conquer and all that sort of stuff. I used to, I used to, yeah. Yeah. So here's another great question, not necessarily strictly Phil Singer games related. uh, And that is from Michael Brada. Uh, What is your most prized possession of wrestling memorabilia? Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> uh, so a couple let's see uh, well i'll say one thing later on there's a collecting one i'll kind of maybe save something for that there but uh let's see wrestling memory well i did pick up this weekend actually two things that i've like i've always kind of wanted um that i don't know if it's prized there but i i definitely am glad i have them uh so i did get a program from wrestlemania 4 uh, nice. which is my first uh pay-per-view i ever watched and first time i ever learned about a tournament as i think we've maybe covered <laughs> in the past there so i yeah i got the, the the program for that and then another thing i had picked up was something i i was thinking about you know recently that i wanted to get uh was a a copy of the wrestler from the month that i was born I thought that was just kind of a cool, funny thing. And it's, you know, it's got like Bruno San Martino on the front and it's got, it's actually got uh, uh, Muhammad Ali and, um, and, and Antonio Inoki 
on the cover of it wow. too, which is kind of cool. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Two prizes now. Another thing I will say, I guess, is a cool prized thing that I have in my basement that I don't know. Maybe some someday I'll have to auction out is uh, the costumes uh, from the Champions of the Galaxy live event. I, nice. I'd have to say that's probably up there as far as a uh, you know cool possession to have. Yeah, Omega man. costumes hardly used. No, Omega costumes hardly <laughs> used at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, that, oh. and I have washed them since, so it's not like it's still sweaty from the uh, from the. From the I, I, mean, I, I don't I, get Orange might, Cassidy might, sweat on my Star Warrior costume. Uh, that's, that, you may have you may have hurt the value uh, of the auction value there, Todd. Yeah, <laughs> I, I also I also hurt the mold that was going to be growing on it after this many years. So. Oh man, there are oh. there are horror stories out there about wrestlers who don't wash their gear i've yes. i've heard a few uh but anyway uh mike what about you piece of piece of memorabilia ah uh, let's see uh piece of memorabilia um let's see i'm trying to think what would be like the something cool uh, something uh that i just picked up a uh, a u.s express signed uh picture um nice. so no with uh uh both uh Barry, Mike, and and then the picture of Albano. Unfortunately, no signature from Albano, obviously, but uh, that's a that's a cool one. Uh, another cool little thing was um, uh, my kids as a dad. I'll, I'll do one as a dad. Uh, my kids getting James Jeffries T-shirts at the Hall of Fame weekend and insisting on wearing them for the drive home. Uh, that was kind of <laughs> like J- J- James. Is a, for those who haven't seen James, he's a, a, a good wrestler you know enjoy uh, really enjoy watching uh him he puts on a great show but he's even better with kids like in terms of interaction and you know they're like he's like my kid's favorite wrestler now after one weekend so uh you know them getting t-shirts from james and pictures and autographs was like a cool uh thing so i'll give a shout out to james on that one for a cool piece nice Todd, were you going to say something? I, I did have one other thing that just came to my mind, and uh, and it's something that is in my Champions of the Galaxy box. You know, so when I when I have it play there, is a piece of the uh, ring canvas from the first ever Chikara show. Oh, that's super cool! Yeah, they were giving them out. We were at the tenth anniversary show, and they were giving out pieces of the canvas. And so that that is one other thing that I just remembered that that I do have that. Yeah, I- I feel, I feel like I have something like that that I'm just forgetting about right now that, I, that will like get off this call and I'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot Why to mention I, that I have X, right? You know, like whatever right, that is. Right. Uh, you know, it's funny because I've actually, I've actually sold some of the memorabilia that, that I've had or, or in, in the case of like the Harley race autograph given, given it away um, in the past year or so. Um, you know, I've got, I've got a, some cool programs, you know, some stuff from San Francisco from like the fifties and sixties and some stuff from Kansas city in the seventies and eighties. Um, but you know, that stuff, I mean, that stuff is nice to have, but I wouldn't necessarily consider it prized. Oddly enough, I think the two things that can come to mind, um, are the Polaroid signed Polaroid that I got, uh, with Hikaru Shida when she was at uh, shimmer, um, I, I, there's just, uh, considering everything that she's done since then, um, you know, that's, that's a pretty cool piece just for me personally. And then, uh, I have a, uh, a turnbuckle pad from shimmer weekend that I went to and I can't remember. I, it was, I know it was the weekend 
that Nicole Savoy won the title uh, off of Mercedes Martinez because I just remember she signed it, you know, as champ. It was her first weekend as champ, but I got a lot of other autographs on that. Um, and so it's just filled with, you know, like, uh, uh, obviously Mercedes is on there as well. And, um, uh, Rosemary and Jessica Havoc and Nevaeh and, you know, just that, that whole roster. And it was a really, it was a really stellar weekend. Uh, Mia Yim, uh, is on there. Um, you know, some of the shimmer shows that I went to just have, have really given some great memories meeting, you know, Aja Kong, uh, you know, meeting Medusa standing in the ring with like Aja Kong and Medusa. And it's just like, I remember when I got it, I was the first one into the ring from my pictures with them. And I remember I stepped into the ring and I looked at Kevin Harvey and I was like, dude, I don't know if I deserve to be in here. And he just, he looks at me and kind of smiles and he's like, well, you know what? My bank account says different. So, <laughs> so step right up and get your picture taken. Um, but they were really cool, really, really sweet. And I told Medusa that my sister was such a huge fan of hers. And I mentioned something about um, watching the the cage match with uh, uh, Aja Kong and Boldecano and uh, how bloody it was. And and I'll never forget that Medusa, you know, speaks like some broken Japanese to Aja Kong and Aja Kong laughs and, and like, you know, like kind of mimics like blading and i just thought that that was just such an interesting <laughs> moment i was just like wow this is all right all right cool um but yeah I, you know it, it's some of the intangible stuff i think ends up being more prized to me than any like physical possession but as far as physical possessions go that that turnbuckle pad is i think is pretty cool because i got a lot of respect for a lot of the the women uh, uh who signed that that pad but um yeah uh it's it, there's stuff out there that i like that i have seen or even touched or you know been around or whatever that i'm like man this is fucking awesome like tommy dreamer uh w- was at um the first star cast and had um a couple of the original ecw belts um and so like you know getting to like hold those belts and like talk with him you, you know about the belts and stuff like that was really you know, it was pretty cool but um there's no denying that there's some amazing things out there and some amazing collections, you know, and, and people listening to this podcast obviously are some of those people that have those amazing collections, but um, yeah, mine's, mine's pretty modest, all things considered. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. We're in the home stretch here. We got uh, two more questions and uh, I'm going to pivot to this one from Brad Bauman, which goes perfectly, I think with Michael's question. And that is uh, what is your favorite championship belt? Mike, what's your favorite championship belt? You know, that's, that's a tough call because there's some there's so many good ones out there. I mean, you've got, you know, the, the big gold belt. You know, you've got, um, you know, the, the stone cold uh, belt at <laughs> one point was kind of cool for being different. I, I'm just going to say since it was the one that I kind of grew up with, the um, like mid-80s WWF belt. Uh, heavyweight uh title uh i think that was probably for me sort of the iconic one but i mean before the winged eagle or or the well they're both kind of cool um the one the winged eagle is obviously sort of the 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 one a lot of people think of the one before that i liked i like that um i always kind of also like the u.s title that that had um sort of the country laid out on it um Mm. i think we 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 showed johnny uh, valentine um in in his legends card wearing it um it was yeah. for mid-atlantic um obviously i wasn't watching at that point um but i always thought it was a cool belt when i saw it because it sort of 
was symbolic and WWE's done and WCW did some cool things with like red, white, and blue with that belt, um, which I thought were kind of a neat thing. But I'd say pr- probably in terms of sort of being different, uh, the Mid Atlantic um, U.S. title belt um, that uh, that they had there in the shape of the country, and then uh, the mid '80s WWF. Uh, we'll say the uh, both the pre and the uh, winged eagle one. Todd, what about you? Uh, I'm probably a big fan. I'm probably biggest fan of the uh, mid '80s uh, Intercontinental Championship. Oh, nice! Uh, yeah, that's good probably one. my yeah, number one, one from the you know like the Macho Man. Uh, era there and then they kind of brought it back at least something very similar to it later on i think cody rhodes brought that back uh much later later on before they replaced it with the one that they have now but uh that's that's probably my most iconic one and yeah i i I did a uh championship belt type design for uh a vp that was uh leaving um or svp that was leaving a couple years ago he would always give out championship belts every quarter there so we we did i designed a big uh, thing there had warner take the intercontinental title and kind of go do it into something because since i just love that design so much there i always thought that was a good one to do but uh nice yeah it's um man it's such a great question uh because there are there are so many uh, incredible uh belts that that have you know come through the, the pipeline over the years and, and for a long time the winged eagle belt was easily my favorite belt ever it was just the one that was burned into my brain as kind of this iconic title and it was the first one that i ever had like a toy version of and uh you know, I used to for a while there i pretended i was bret hart and then i started just pretending that i was bret hart's you know tag team partner protege or whatever you know like that was that was my thing back when i was like 10 uh the big gold belt obviously is just so iconic and and just an incredible piece of hardware um i mean hell even the the aew uh belt is is pretty incredible um I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, with one that I say is is definitely my favorite, and then one that is kind of like just so cool that I gotta throw it out there. My favorite is the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the discussion about the new belt is for another time, but the <laughs> but that belt was just God. I mean, I, I I there's something about that belt that just feels more like it's a championship, and it's and it's just real and it's there's just something about it that to me it, it tops big gold and winged eagle and aws i mean it just i love that belt so much and uh, i was sad to see it go um but the one that i want to throw out there is kind of just unique and interesting is the open the dream gate championship from dragon gate this belt okay here's the cool thing about the belt all right so if you are a challenger to the belt you 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 win a key right and if the champion beats you there's hooks on the belt and they hook that key to the belt right if however you beat the champion your key actually unlocks a little doorway on the belt and in there is this scroll with the current champion's name on it and that gets destroyed and then your like title uh, uh proclamation basically that you're the new champion gets put inside there and locked inside until the next challenger comes along and defeats you and can unlock it I just always thought that that was just so freaking cool. That's you know, crazy. it's like, this is awesome. Um, and, and, and again, the champion, the cool thing is, is like, you can tell how many title defenses they've had just by looking at the belt because of how many keys are hanging off the belt. Uh, it's just, it's just a really cool, innovative thing. Uh, I think Dragon Gate, 
they've had their ups and downs recently for a number of reasons, but, uh, you know, some of their, like some of their best stuff ranks with the best stuff anywhere in the world, anytime. It's just incredible high, you know, just high caliber, wonderful stuff. And I think that belt is, is really cool. Um, kind of along those lines though. I, I do remember like the, when Lucha underground was around, they had totally. the gift of the gods title where you had all the different coins and they all slotted into the belt, which I always thought was kind of a cool concept there too. Yeah, I, I totally I, agree. I didn't know that about the Open the Dream Gate Championship. I'm, I'm looking at a picture right now. It's that's pretty neat. I like that. All, right. Uh, it's just it's just I just like that it's unique. You know, it's something something different, which is cool. Um, all right. So can I can I throw in one other thing? And I know please give me a ton of heat, uh, <laughs> and I'm willing to accept it. I'm going to say one belt that. I know is near and dear to many people's hearts that I, it just bothers me. And that is the 10 pounds of gold. I am not a fan of the 10 pounds of gold. And I know, I know there's going to a lot of hate coming away. And the, the one thing, you know, it's got all the different flags on the side. And I, you know, part of me, this, I love the, you know, I love things that are symmetrical and so many of the different belts are symmetrical and it's got that U S flag in the corner of the belt. And it just bothers <laughs> me that it's there. Like, I, I don't understand why it's there. Like, why can't it be on the side with some of the other countries? Like, why does it have to be on the front there with that? I, I just don't like that belt. Uh, sorry. That's all right. I, yeah, it's never, it's never been, I, I mean, I've grown to love it, I think. Uh but no, it's never been one of my favorites. You know, another belt that I that, that I'll throw out there too that uh, I think is incredible uh, are the NXT UK uh, Championship and the Women's Championship, which are basically the same belt. One just has a white strap and the other one's black strap. But those belts are incredible. Um, probably the finest WWE belts that have come down the pipeline since since the Winged Eagle, as far as yeah, I'm concerned. They're, they're right. awesome. Yeah, I remember when they first unveiled that. That was like, oh, okay, you guys got one right. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, for the years of all the bad tag team championships and stuff like that, and the spinner <laughs> titles, and the you know, oh, oh gosh. Um, all right, so uh, just a, a wonderful, wonderful slew of questions. You know, we just kind of picked some, uh, you know, not necessarily at random, but you know, pick some that we wanted to get to on this particular episode. Again, we will get to the rest of them. We're going to close with one more kind of interesting. Uh, non really, you know, game related uh, question from Jeff Melton, uh, which is what do we collect besides Phil Singer game cards? I'm really interested in, uh, in hearing this, especially from Mike. I feel like I have yeah. no clue. Like with Todd, I feel like I have an idea, but Mike, I have no clue. Mike, what do you collect besides Phil Singer games cards? Well, I, I don't do a lot of collecting right now, um, but I have some collections, uh, and uh, that would be uh, I have a collection of comic books, uh, more like late 80s, 90s, and then again a little bit in the, I want to say, early 2000s. Um, and then I've got, uh, you know, uh, baseball cards, you know, some football, basketball, hockey um so i got like mario lemieux rookie card kind of thing nice you know some mickey mantle some uh what do i have i i have uh who else would i have that would be interesting i've got some uh you know michael jordan cards you know from uh, early in his career um i've got uh who would be football jerry rice rookie card in football so there there there'll be some kind of cool 
items in the collection, but yeah, baseball cards, um, uh, big time when I was, when I was young, uh, collected a lot of, uh, baseball cards and then the, uh, comic books, I would say those would be my, uh, two big collectible areas. Nice. Nice. Uh, more on that in a second. Uh, Todd, what about you? Uh, so I, I think for me, there's probably like two things that I would focus on. Um, one, of course, is wrestling figures. I think we've talked a little bit about that in the past. And, uh, you know, I still have my all my LJN figures from when I was younger and have picked up a couple that I was missing over the years to kind of fill in. You know, I, I have almost everybody except for that that last series i don't have anybody from there uh for that that last series six uh uh so hopefully you know i was hoping to pick some up at one point and now they've kind of gotten a little out of control sure uh, so yeah you know, a couple of years ago i was like oh i should really get one of the, a mint on card uh randy savage you know to have and i'm like oh i don't know if you know like three hundred dollars is a little you know, 250 300 that's a bit much and like now i'm like oh i wish i could pay that but right um and and the other i guess more recently i have uh, you know started collecting some of the aew figures just yeah I, I just have enjoyed that i you know listening to uh major wrestling figure podcast has definitely gotten me uh, itchy for a couple things there so uh i do i you know, i try to you know don't get, don't get every single one but i you know i have a, a decent collection of them in, in the ring behind me and i do have that uh one of 500 Cody from series one that is amongst the prize possessions. I wouldn't say mem- wrestling memorabilia, but uh, toy prize possession. It's definitely up there. I say for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's, I mean, that's one that's only going to grow, especially with that yeah. series one, you know, getting like the, the redux, uh, if you will, with the, the one a, yeah, exactly with the one a is coming out yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it's only one of 500. Now the chases are like, Three thousand. Yeah. yeah, so it's a, it's a, a little bit more easier now. So like just having that. One. So I, I can't be in the game to get every single one of the chases, but I was just really sure. lucky to be able to get that one, which is really the only one I wanted. But you know, from that first series anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so I think you know most of that. I do have a couple other Macho Man, you know, figures and stuff that I collect. You know, if I see some cool ones, I think one just came out uh, this week too with the uh, uh, the the cup of coffee one he's holding the cup of coffee in it which i thought was kind of fun but uh, nice. Nice. Uh, i've not seen that yet but i'll maybe go to target soon and see what i can find there the only other thing i that i probably am i collect uh, somewhat is uh some legos uh particularly some star wars legos um yeah i tend to focus more so on tatooine stuff although i have a couple other things in different areas um so i do uh you know a big job of the hut fan so i have the sail barge i got you know, the skiff there um a couple other things with tatooine and i just picked up thanks to uh oh, man. jared uh, from denmark uh definitely helped me out in getting the uh mose Eisley cantina which i have that's not put awesome together set. yet but i am very much looking forward to that so yeah yeah that's so cool <laughs> I, I i came really close this weekend also to pulling the tr- I, I, at a, I was at a comic book show and they had the 1960s batman uh bat cave with the batmobile and every single villain i was close to getting it but i'm Oof. like ah, i couldn't justify it there but uh, oh man <laughs> that would be cool yeah 
Uh, collecting, you know, it's funny because I grew up, uh, basically with, you know, a collector for, for a father and, uh, I've, you know, for the most part inherited most of his collection, which is baseball cards, um, and, you know, and, and sports cards and sports memorabilia. And you know, he was really big into, uh, cards, but, but also autographs. So, um, you know, there's, there's autograph baseballs, autograph jerseys, eight by tens, uh, you know, art, whatever you name it. Um, and he was, he was always really good at, uh, you know, getting in people's good graces. Uh, he, he was able to talk Mickey Mantle's agent into getting Mickey Mantle to sign a lithograph, which at the convention that we were at, there was a huge sign that said what Mickey Mantle would sign and would not sign. And one of the things that he would not sign were lithographs. And he signed my dad's lithograph, which, you know, which is always pretty cool. But uh, so, so growing up and going to baseball card conventions and going with him and seeing him, you know, collect things and, and all this sort of stuff, it was kind of like in, in my bones. And I've tried over the past few years in particular to really kind of get away from that. Cause I don't want to, I don't, what I don't want to do. Like right now I have a storage unit with all this stuff of my dad's that I don't know what to do with. Like some of it, I definitely would love to keep and I would love to have and, you know, do something with it or whatever. But a lot of it, I'm just like, I don't know what the hell to do with this right now. Um, we can and talk. I, and I don't, <laughs> and, and what I don't want is I don't want to, you know, I don't want that to be the case, you, you know, in, in 40 years for, for Hattie or anything. So I've been trying to kind of slim things down a bit and I've actually weeded out quite, quite a few things, including like we were talking about with wrestling memorabilia earlier and stuff. Um, but one of the, one of the collections that I have, and I kind of continue to, to, to supplement a bit here and there, although there's not as much stuff to collect in, in my estimation, uh, is I have a, a pretty near complete collection of, of Dr. Who memorabilia. Um, not, I don't have like all the, the toys. Um, I, I, I kind of, you know, stayed away from that cause it would get too expansive, but when it comes to the books, I mean, I've got books from like 1965 you know i've i've got every single one of the 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 books from like the wilderness years when it wasn't on tv uh all the virgin new adventures missing adventures the eighth doctor adventures the past doctor adventures all those books uh you know um i decided again to slim things down so i don't have the cds from the audio shows anymore but i have all the the digital downloads of those um i have every single existing episode on dvd and or blu-ray uh i have um these amazing figures made by this group called big chief studios. They're 12 inch figures and they're just incredible works of art. And that led me into my other habit recently, which is, which is a dangerous habit. Uh, but I, but I'm, but I'm very slow on it luckily. And that is hot toys, star Wars figures. Um, so I have, Ooh, that's um, dangerous. That's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Uh, but I have, uh, a Darth Vader, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan from revenge of the Sith. Uh, I have Mandalorian from season one. Um, I have count Dooku and Yoda, um, and, uh, you know, a couple of others and a couple of pre-orders, uh, on the way. But, um, so yeah, star Wars stuff has always been, been a weakness of mine too. I have some black series stuff that I, you know, collected from the past few years, but, um, 
yeah, I, 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 I try my best not to collect too much, uh, but, but there's definitely some stuff that, uh, I I've, I've said, you know what, this is kind of like an investment. And when I see, you know, how much some of this stuff sells for, uh, you, you know, after it's exhausted on places like sideshow.com and the places that sell them, I, I don't feel so bad about, you know, shelling out $200 for a figure when you see it going for five and $600 on eBay. So, you know, it feels, it feels okay knowing that I could, uh, offload them and, 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 you know, turn a little bit of a profit if needed, but, um, yeah, that's, that's about it. I, I used to do comic books, but I've gotten rid of most of those. Um, you know, I had, I had a collection of hockey cards for a while, but I don't really do that anymore and got rid of, you know, almost all of that. So other than, you know, like I said, other than the doctor who stuff and, and Phil Singer games, um, you know, I've been collecting a few of these hot toys, uh, star Wars figures and that's, that's it. That's more than enough. <laughs> Speaking of more than enough. Speaking of more than enough, how did you stole my segue? Um, <laughs> man, uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, answering your questions, and we certainly look forward to getting to uh, the other questions that we received, and we will certainly do that uh, in, in uh, upcoming episodes. Uh, and again, we might even devote another episode to uh, a Q&A, um, but at the very least, we'll probably do a promoter mailbag so we Wait, get to a question. Are you, are, you saying, are you saying we're not going to get to the Sheets or Wawa question today? That's not going to happen today? <laughs> You know, I was, I was, I was thinking we would save it, but now that you brought it up, stay uh, tuned game fans. <laughs> I don't know, Todd, do you want to, do you want to give your answer right now? You know, I, I don't think I have a good answer to that. I mean, I probably go to Wawa, have gone to Wawa more often. They've had more opportunities there, but uh, I think they tend to have the better sandwiches. She has the better selection. You know, you really can't go wrong. Although I, I might be more of a quick check guy myself if that if I'm going off the board, you know. The board. Sadly, I live out in the Midwest where I have no choices between Sheets or Wawa, so you know I'd have to I'd have to come out and visit family in order to to, to pick between the two. <laughs> there is actually a Sheets somewhere around here. I can't remember exactly where it is, but I've driven I've driven by it. Uh, uh, I want to say it's you know not in the suburbs or something like that, maybe south suburbs or something, but uh, but no Wawas, no Wawas. Yeah, it's, uh, I'd say through sheer uh, volume of business that I've given over the years has to go to Wawa. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been in a Wawa more than I've been in a Sheets, for whatever that's worth. So We don't have any either one of those anywhere by. We don't have any convenience store anywhere nearby me here. So, Interesting. Yeah. You, you don't have the Circle Ks or 7-Elevens or anything like that? No, mm-hmm. we have nothing. It's, wow. Yeah, it's awful. We had a 7-Eleven in town Just the, closed. Just the Sunoco Quickie Mart. Huh? That's about it. Yeah, not not much, not much going on. It's not not worth nothing to write home about. That's the thing. Being in Chicago, there's a Seven Eleven every like three blocks, so it's like mandated by city law. I'm pretty sure. But uh, <laughs> no. all right, all right, all right. Well, hey, look, we want to thank everyone so much for listening to this episode again. Uh, if we didn't get to your question now, never fear, we will get to it either in a future uh, promoter mailbag, or of course, we might do another Q and A episode and take some new questions as well. Um, so if you have questions, please feel free to uh, send them. Uh, you know, in a private message. We don't need to necessarily gum up the boards. Uh, to, to Todd or myself, uh, and we'll add those to the list for the future. Um, we have some interesting stuff coming up, I believe, Todd. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if we're going to be back next week there. I know Mike and I are both traveling next week, so we might be on another hiatus there next week. Uh, but we should be back uh, weekly after that, I believe. Um, uh, we'll be doing something... Uh, 
something on the uh, the 19th will have uh, something. I think it might be a character spotlight. And uh, Sam and I were talking about one of those. Uh, so we might re- be revisiting that. And then we do have on the 26th, I'm uh, getting together the panel for our uh, Indies discussion and the Indies tournament that we talked about. It's like originally we were saying July, but, you know, card subject to change. But uh, we are, I am gathering together, um, you know, some people to, to discuss that. And uh, not just some people, an esteemed, esteemed panel. Yes, esteemed <laughs> group of, of steamed of panel. panel? <laughs> as opposed to boiled. Yes, we're yes. steaming them. Yes. yes. <laughs> not frying, no. Um, so, yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll come back that week. I think on the 26th, we'll be there for that, that uh, Indies tournament. Uh, and we'll be kind of going through that. By that point, we'll be in the midst of uh, starting teasers. So, there'll be lots to talk about at that point uh we'll be you know i think throughout september we'll be coming back with uh you know another promoter spotlight uh and then you know a couple other different uh topics from there um yeah we're, we're starting to work on our schedule now coming out of uh out of our summer hiatus as, as it may be Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, like I said, at the top of the show, I'm looking forward to seeing what we've got in store as far as teasers go, uh, the new artwork and, and getting that shared with all the other promoters and, and, you know, having conversations, uh, about what's to come, dropping some hints, uh, maybe even some full on spoilers. You never can tell what's going to happen on roll up. Uh, I also want to throw in there real quick. J row seven, uh, sent me uh, a message with some questions on the board and, uh, going to save uh, most of them, but there was one that I thought was really interesting. And I wanted to share this real quick just because it is something that, that feels somewhat timely. Um, he was asking about, uh, you know, promotions in Chicago um, and, you know, like what my favorite promotion was, what were good promotions to go see. Um, and, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that y- you would think in a city like Chicago that there would be like multiple promotions, but there's really only two that run in Chicago proper. And that's Freelance and AAW. Most of the other promotions run, you know, kind of in the outskirts um, or, you know, a little bit further north. South, etc. Uh, even Shimmer technically runs in Berwyn, not in Chicago. Um, that said, AAW is 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 genuinely one of the finest, like you know, super indies, if you will, in the country. I mean, they put on incredible shows. They've had incredible talent come through the door since day one, um, and and you know, currently they've they've had some amazing stuff going on. Fred Yehi is their new champion after dethroning Mance Warner. Um, and the cool thing about AAW right now is that you can actually watch most of their stuff online because they've been very sensitive to the fact that there are people that you know would normally come to shows that haven't been able to get to shows whether it's you know, pandemic related, et cetera. Um, so a lot of their shows have been streaming online. Um, you can check those out. Uh, and of course, if you do have uh, IWTV, some of their older shows, uh, their back catalog uh, are on IWTV. I don't think that their current stuff is there, um, but some of the older stuff is, which is uh, which is also great. I would, I would highly recommend it. They've just had some incredible talent come through. And if it wasn't for AAW, I never would have gotten to meet Tetsuya Naito and Jushin Thunder Liger. So, uh, hey, you, you can't go wrong with a promotion that's going to bring in talent like that right um so aaw all the way i love freelance too freelance does some really cool stuff uh and of course they've been a partner promotion with phil singer games in the past and we've you know got some great talent signed through freelance so um i think that uh they're they're always worth checking out as well um hopefully when uh we come to chicago next year we'll be able to get to see one of those guys at logan square i know originally yeah when we were planning on running, you know, Galacticon in 2020, we had it set up to see a freelance show at Logan Square that Friday night. Um, but, you know, now that you know, we're kind of, I think we're kind of settling in our date. Uh, yeah, I think hopefully 
uh, when we start recording in September, we'll have more details on uh, what, what, what days to expect for Galacticon next year. And, and hopefully we'll be able to get a, uh, get to see one of those. Cause I, I'd love to see freelance in, in person myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but both of them are worth checking out. The cool thing about freelances is that pretty much their entire, uh, catalog of shows is on IWTV. So you can check them out from the very, very beginning. If you want to, um, you know, they've had some cool tournaments, uh, over the years, they've had, you know, a lot of cool talent come in. So, um, as far as like Chicago promotions go, those are definitely like the top two. And then if you kind of go to the outskirts a little bit, obviously, you know, shimmer is, is, is clearly worth your time. And, uh, warrior wrestling is another one that has done some stuff in the area as well. And, and warriors has put on some really good shows and some really good talent in as well. So, uh, and shout out to black label too. Uh, yes, absolutely. Which is in Indiana, but, uh, but yeah, uh, a hop, skip, yeah, hop, skip and a jump. I mean, crown point, Indiana, it's, it's about, you know, 30, 40 miles, uh, South, Southeast to here. But, uh, yeah, most of the talent, there's a lot of talent that has come through basically done like that loop where they've done like black label pro freelance warrior, AAW all in like, you know, the span of one week or whatever. And some, I, I know that some of the, the women that have come through for shimmer have stayed in town just so they could do black label pro shows or, you know, one of the other promotions. So, um, it's a hop in town when it comes to wrestling, passionate fan base. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, on full display over the next few weeks, especially with AEW coming to town. I know that the crowd was pretty hot last night for raw. It's only going to get better. Uh, <laughs> Chicago is, is a pretty historic, uh, and pivotal city when it comes to wrestling history in general. Um, it's, it's played host to some of the most important matches ever. So, um, you know, Hey, uh, what can I say? Uh, I had nothing to do with it and on that note we're gonna go ahead and go home uh mike you have anything left for us uh goodbye to our uh friends on the baltic and hopefully hello to our friends in the great white north yes sir todd uh nothing too much more just uh keep an eye out uh yeah that week of the 16th i think we'll be back kind of rocking and rolling with our uh regular teasers and back with our regular podcast schedule as well. So uh, looking forward uh, to getting back to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Todd. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you so much to all of our listeners and everyone who had questions. We really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you check out all the other great content that is out there right now. Um, whether it's the Phil Singer Games fan podcast uh, with Grant or, of course, uh, our buddies over at Uncharted Territory. Um, there's just so much great stuff going on that continues to be. And uh, we, we really appreciate everyone tuning in listening all the feedback and the comments and uh and bearing with us as as we are a little inconsistent last week and perhaps next week uh but we'll be back in your ears very soon uh so we're gonna get out of here in the meantime take care of yourselves and one another and uh we hope you enjoy the show